everyone, it's Heather Kelt Scott, and today's unpopular opinion is stop shopping. I'm going to be the one small voice telling you to stop shopping within the sea of advertisements, friends, and presidents who tell you to get out there and spend your money. Our national response to pretty much any situation, whether it's a holiday, a pandemic like we're having now, or simply the fact that it's a day and we're alive, is to shop. I am aware that if we all stop shopping, we'll have no economy. So what I really mean is that people should stop the status shopping, stop the debt shopping, and stop the boredom shopping. And it's a timely topic because we're seeing so many more Americans become financially insecure because of the COVID-19 crisis. And at the same time, the emphasis on shopping to rescue the economy with money you don't necessarily have is real. My friend Jen Hale joins me to talk shopping. Like me, she doesn't want to have the newest, the biggest, or most expensive. I love that she's creatively thrifty. She was featured on a Philadelphia news segment describing how she works the barter economy. And it's not like she hates shopping. After we recorded this discussion, she was telling me how she can't go to Target without spending $100, just like the rest of us. But she's also my soul sister in maximizing the value of the things she has. First topic, shopping drives the economy. If I'm not shopping, am I unpatriotic? I don't feel it's like a duty. Um, and I don't know right now if with how many people are out of work um, forcibly that they would. I did read, <laughs> funny enough, um, that casual apparel is up. Cookie sales have increased by 50%. And alcohol has surged even at, to 243%. I remembered that number verbatim. Women are shopping and they're buying self-care. They're buying spa things. They're buying um, leggings, and um, they're still buying jewelry. And she said they want to feel good. They want to. Um, and I, I know for a fact I've read before that um, that crises do bring out that it it gives you some kind of like calm and self control. So um, you know I'm not out there doing so much of it, but um, you know I, I know a lot of people that are. But I remember after like nine eleven. President Bush, you know, famously asked everyone to go shopping. Mm -hmm. And like, I think, you know, the reason for that is more nuanced than mm -hmm. it sounds, right? It's like, kind of like, you know, okay, everyone just being yeah. normal, like shopping is normal, which kind of brings up, like, why is that our normal yeah. behavior? You know, yeah. <laughs> like the thing we can do to be, uh, you know, back to normal is get out and go shopping. Right. But at the same time, this is a little bit different because, you know, you're also telling everyone that they can't go to work. And then so now you're forced to pay, um, you know, to pick and choose what you're going to spend your money on. And a lot of times it's not going to be, you know, the extras or the luxuries because now people are, you know, not not able to pay their electric bill every month. So, so many more people are, you know, having to watch what they spend and that that's like that's crossing a broader spectrum of people who maybe like didn't have to worry about that before but like these thrifty will be like valued suddenly you know like it's being thrifty is not really yeah. i think yeah, generally but valued. I, it's funny because i think again with certain people you know there's some that are going to be impressed you know finding sales and and um i love consignment stuff i love deals and i i love that um you know, there's more and more of that now. I, I think that, you know, there's, you know, the consignments that I go to and I, I love because I, I do like having, you know, saving money. 
but I think it's starting to be in for the kids now too. They have the, um, the prom gown outlets, you know, that they go to, you don't have to spend $700 for a dress anymore. Um, and then, you know, my husband even, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's embarrassing, but like he'll remodel houses and people are like, you know, once it's not their style, they're going to throw it in the dumpster. And we've gotten cabinets, we've gotten um, swing sets, TVs, you know, kids furniture, nice stuff for free. Because, you know, there are people that once they, you know, are finished with, you know, their newest trend, they just, it's garbage to them. And uh, so again, are we talking about the the women that want to show show their stuff and everything has to be designer and they almost brag that they get ripped off. They tell you prices and someone like me is like, what, what, at what age are we talking about? You know, I, I talk to my older kids, you know, I have three kids in their twenties and um, my oldest is 27. And I, you know, I talk to her all the time about that kind of stuff. And she really believes that she didn't really grow up in the iPhone world. It came out a little later in her teenage, you know, but, um, she really is a believer that you kind of probably grow into the family and the um, lifestyle that you were in. Unless, of course, there's going to be exceptions. There's going to be someone that felt like he never had anything. So he splurges and buys sports cars and his kids are, you know, have the finest of everything. But for the most part, I feel like if you were raised to work for your things, you kind of grow up and work for your things. And if you saw your parents be flashy, you might be more likely to be flashy. Do you think um, they like they want things like so many people in their 20s seem to not even want as many things at all you know um, whether or not they they can you know afford them or aspire to have them they don't even aspire to have them they just don't want them i'm just maybe they're just right but they are raised by the same parents that my older kids my my top five really they never you know asked for like new cars or um they were just glad to get whatever, you know, was down the line for them. Uh, they don't spend a lot of money and they, they, they have worked or they save money. So it, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, is it the generate, not the generation, what would you even call it? The age bracket? Um, or is it just personality? Yeah. I feel like when, when we were growing up, like you did kind of go through, um, more like age brackets where you, you had like, a way of being and then you would mm-hmm. move to another age bracket and you became like a little bit different and then but I wonder if like these you know people in their 20s now if that's if that's just the way people are gonna be going for like they're not gonna graduate into wanting like a big house and you know even to have a single car and to accumulate a yeah. bunch of you know um you know objects in their house that they have to you know take care of right well, I mean, let's face it, the college loans are going to take way too long to be paid off to be able to have all the fancy things until you're like too old to even probably want them anymore. But yeah, I, I, I agree, Heather. So like, why do you think people want to go shopping? Like, what does it do for us emotionally? Well, I know. <laughs> okay. So I'm not super emotionally connected to like the mall or like designer stuff, but, um, I mean, you know me, Heather, my goals like are to find my lip balm and make sure I pee every day, but I will say Kohl's cash and like Dick sporting goods, having seven boys, the coupons that does give me the small whoop whoop inside, but it's like deals. I'm not emotionally connected to actually like going out and spending the day going into stores and like buying things. 
but mm-hmm. I do have a lot of friends that say that it's like euphoric and they get like butterflies and they become addicted to it. So I know it's true. I know it, it it's happening, you know? Um, but, uh, but I will also say I did just get my first FabFitFun um, $200 of product for $49.99. And I was overly excited. So I guess there's, I know <laughs> there's an exception for me. Um, but I do know that I think a lot of it probably stems from the obsession um, of looking that your status and your success is measured by stuff. I mean, we can't deny that, you know, we all know uh, that it's, you know, it sort of is an obsession. I don't know if it comes from Hollywood and like the glamour of it, or if you just feel like it shows how hard you work, or if it's just a personal issue where you um, just want all that. I mean, I don't think anyone wants all crappy stuff. I'm not saying like, don't strive to have fancy, but I think we see a lot of like people defining their entire being by that, by stuff. So well, I think like social media doesn't help with that. No. Right? So people, right. People see things, they want to emulate things, but I think at the same time, they don't want to own those things, mm-hmm. you know? So they want to be able to take like the photo, post it, but then they don't like actually care if they're going to keep that outfit. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is also the reason that we're seeing the age group that we were talking about, where it's like the preteen and teen um, are more obsessed with the, the clothing. I mean, my, my seventh grader, you know, the, her little friends in middle school, they started their own um, my daughter didn't start it, but she's part of it. And they take pictures of their little outfits on their bed and then they sell them. And she made like over 60 bucks last week, just selling a couple pairs of shoes and some, you know, cute outfits. And, um, but they're obsessed with that. They're obsessed with like, you know, comparing the photos and then sending the TikTok videos and all that stuff. It's like, um, right. Here, like I'm, I'm saying, I think people should do less shopping, but I think that's so great. Like, yeah at the same time. Actually, I wanted to talk about whether we think that shopping is like social and and it it came up for me not even thinking about like this example where, you know, someone's, you know, creating basically like a swap community with their friends, but like, you know, going out together to go shopping. And I was thinking more along those lines, but it actually can be social in a lot of different ways. Right. I mean, you picture going out, you know, to lunch with your girlfriends and then finding a reason to, that you need seven new candles and a new outfit and a new bag. Um, you know, there is part of it, of course, that's fun to do with people. And and yeah, like my daughter, you know, doing it with her girlfriends, it's like a little business they have. And it's, in, you know, they're spending time together and they, they're all swapping. And it's funny, they're all good friends. So they probably could have just done it for free with each other and just, you know, one outfit for one outfit, but I think it, it created a little quarantine, you know, side, side job. So, um, yeah, it is, it's really cute. It is cute. And you know, some people shop because they're bored and I'm sure that that Mm -hmm. happens a lot right now with everyone home all the time. Mm -hmm. And and I think when people shop when they're bored, they also like feel incredibly guilty after they do it. Yeah. Oh, well, so one of my kids said that she's shopped a million times over during the quarantine, but she just hasn't clicked the checkout button. Everything's in her cart. So she kind of gets it out. And then she realizes she doesn't need three quarters of it. So she, you know, her Amazon is like, you know, stuff full. But That's like, uh, like walking by the window, like once a week for a few weeks and then, and then deciding I don't need it anyway. 
Yeah, you give yourself time and then you come to your senses. <laughs> I like, oh sometimes I shop because I want to get someone else something, right? And I like I like yeah. how excited someone else gets when I give them yes. something. So I I do yeah. like that. I bought all my daughters and daughters-in-laws FabFitFuns after that night of freaking out about my FabFitFun box. I get it. You like want someone else to feel that excited or that good or thought of. Right. Absolutely. But those aren't the guilt things. Those aren't the things that you ever regret doing. I think we're, we're more, you know, I think we're more on the topic of like, oh my gosh, how much do people freaking spend out there? And and why, like you're saying, what is the reason that you feel the need to, well, and there's you know, thing about like, you. you know, our national obsession with shopping that feels like it, it's, it's part of being like American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, I, I know for a fact, because we talked about it a few weeks ago, 59% of the country admits to living paycheck to paycheck. So if we're going to look at spending and lifestyle, um, either people are really good at money and, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not judging cause I have had one income and 11 kids. So I know you can do it. I know it's possible. Um, or, you know, are many probably living above their means or on credit? I mean, and that's a fact, you know, in many, many places. So either way, you know, it's obvious that, you know, we're willing to pay or like live in debt to feel or like look a certain way. And I know? wonder how long do, do you, you know, or does, does like a person or a family have to be struggling before they start to live like they're struggling, right? And, and then mm -hmm. how long does that last once maybe you're not struggling anymore? Like the way in the Great Depression, you know, the generation that came out of that they still like, like my grandmother washed plastic bags out and reused them when she definitely didn't have to do that anymore. But she did it like until, you know, into the 1990s. Um, I mean, if, if, if shopping still is at the numbers that it is, and there are people unemployed that are, don't even know if they're going to work again, then <laughs> I don't know how seriously we're really taking it. Well, and, and um, you know, when, I say something like, I think people should do less shopping. The flip side of that is, you know, if people do less shopping, that might mean that fewer people have jobs. So that's not great either. For it. I mean, are you talking about shopping like, you know, for a hundred more outfits when you already have a hundred outfits or are you talking about keeping the economy alive by, you know, doing I mean, they, um, they businesses or right? like, you know, if, if, you consider like shopping as just the behavior, you know, it could be uh, being excessive mm -hmm. and, you know, having to get the latest, you know, handbag, whatever. But it also, yeah. you, know, you could be buying that handbag at a, a local boutique, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's, you yeah. know, one is, you know, different than the other, but at the end of the day, you're still, you're still buying that handbag. Yeah. I know. And are, are you buying it at the expense of your family or are you buying it because you really can, you know? Um, also, I mean, that, you know, in the news, it always is saying now, like, don't try not to support Walmart and Target and all those places right now, like support the boutiques and the, and the businesses around you locally. Um, so that's another thought too. Maybe you could do it and get that same feeling, but know that also you're helping, you know, somebody like that instead of just going to, 
you know, Macy's and, and, you know, shopping away. Cause they'll probably survive. Well, this now it's, you know, it's particularly hard to do any of that now because at least by us, the, you know, the stores aren't open. Here's the thing we haven't talked about. So yeah, I like, like, I do like, you know, I like clothes. I like things. I don't necessarily like yeah. to have too many of, of either, but uh, you know, I, I do want to make sure that I, I have things that I want, but what I tend to do is I try not to like constantly buy new ones of them. So I, you know, I'll like rotate things in and out or have, you know, I'll put things away so that I don't see them for a while. And then when I see them again, I'm like, Oh, that's new. <laughs> now I can wear it like it's new. Yeah. That's what I say when I put on my outfits from junior year in high school because I haven't bought anything. Since oh, and then. there's so many times like <laughs> yeah, now that you know you see your like your memories on social media, and I'll see like a memory from like you know, ten years ago, and be like, oh my god, I still have that shirt. <laughs> I still have that shirt. I still have those pants. Oh my gosh, I know. And my kids are always like, why didn't you save your clothes from back then? They're finally back in style. I'm like, I probably still have some. Yeah, I wish I had the same, I, like, you know, just put them in storage mindset. Yeah. When like, when I was 18 years old, because yeah. Yeah, we would have the best clothes. Be grow like that. So it's the crazy. last thing I want to touch on is kind of the idea of if this will get people to think about doing things like we were talking about, like, you know, rotating stuff out, putting things away for later, like not sort of, um, you know, following the, uh, the like Marie condoing of like, I, you know, I don't like this thing right now, so I should get rid of it. Like said, I don't like it right mm -hmm. now. So I'm going to like put it somewhere aside and then get it later. Like, do you think that yeah. Yeah. I'm the only one that does that? No, no. And I definitely know a lot of people that do that. Um, I, I know as many people that shop though, but you know, constantly, but um, I think it's a great idea and I hope that it gets out there more. Maybe if people start really admitting what they're doing <laughs> and you know, owning it and saying that it's a smart idea and saying how exciting and how good it feels that people will. I mean, th that, that woman's videos, like you spoke of, I forget her, how to pronounce her name. Oh, Marie Kondo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's still out there, but I, I bet, you yeah. know, people aren't doing as much of, of, you know, tossing things away because they're not, you know, bringing joy to them right at the moment because that only kind of works if you know that the next time you need that thing, you can go out and buy it. Yeah, but you can toss it someone else's way, you know, and then that can, and then that can help your friends to not go by, you know, there's a million, um, yeah, I know cleaning out and, and organizing all oh, that's been a huge thing in the quarantine too. And that does feel good, but, but maybe, you know, the stash away, we do that with our kids toys. We put stuff away. So then a couple weeks later we can refresh them and get them excited to play with, you know, different things that you already had. Um, that's a, you're on to something, Heather. Well, and, and we think we're like so clever with the little kids doing that as if like, <laughs> you know, do it. Don't pop the bubble. <laughs> Like, you know, that most of the stuff I put away when I see it again, I'm like, I barely remember this thing. <laughs> you don't even remember you hit it. This is a big topic wrapped in a small box. Shopping means a lot to people, and it also means a lot to our economy and our environment. It reflects something about our values as Americans. It's not like people in other countries don't shop, but there's something that, about its centrality to our culture that makes it feel like an American thing to do. 
If you're interested in how shopping became such a driving force in American culture, I recommend another podcast from the show Backstory out of the University of Virginia. Search for their episode called Counterculture, A History of Shopping. As always, I've come up with a new word inspired by this discussion. Today's word is value chic. You might have heard these two words used together before, but let's just make it a single word. Describing things you want, things that feel of the moment and make you look good or look really smashing in your living room, but implying that you didn't go into debt to acquire it and it will have a long lifespan with you or with others after you. And if you listen to the other episodes, you know we have to translate this to German. Value chic would be Verschick in German. Verschick. That's an easy one. Americans are huge consumers, yes. But how we do consumerism is evolving in some ways that are promising. Maybe we can't just stop shopping, but we can be more value chic. Thanks for joining me for the discussion. And special thanks to my guest, Jen Hale. Music and cover art by Drew Keltz, The Humble Crab. I'm Heather Keltz-Scott. See you next time for more unpopular opinions. <laughs>